Okay, I guess uh, we'll go without music since it's not working. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Apologize for that, having the dead air, but um, some people are making noise in the background also. And I can't get the music to work. So we'll get started here. We're going to look at the book of Joel and look at a few things that are happening that pertain to the lockdowns and the uh, one world order the great reset um, let's go ahead and pray <clears throat> dear father lord we thank you for today thank you for your many blessings thank you for what you've done for us what you've given us pray that you would um, bless the podcast here and those listening pray that you give me the clear thoughts and clear speech to present your word according to your will. Help us to honor and glorify you in everything that we do. Help us to take your word and apply it to our lives and what we do. Help us to operate in a way that's pleasing to you. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go to the book of Joel. I was actually teaching a... Wednesday night, and we're going through the book of Acts, and we're in the in um, Acts chapter two, where Peter speaks to the um, congregation of around three thousand men at the day of Pentecost, and we're at the point where the Holy Spirit came down, and Peter began to preach and. The men, the people there heard Peter preach in their own language. And 
that was 15 different languages that they all heard Peter speak. And some started mocking him, them saying they were drinking wine. They were drunk. And they were all crazy, pretty much. So Paul steps up and, and clarifies that these people weren't drunk because it wasn't even... I said it was only the third hour. That was uh, that's nine o'clock in the morning. He said it's only the third hour. There's no way that these people are drunk. And he begins to explain, and then he quotes Joel, the book of Joel. And I don't understand where people try to get separate the New Testament from the Old Testament. When I read the New Testament, you can't get away from the apostles quoting the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. Every single apostle just about does it. And I think every single one quotes the Old Testament. So we're in the book of Joel. <clears throat> the name Joel means Jehovah is God. Joel prophesied against the southern kingdom of Judah. The contents of the book indicate that it was written fairly early in the reign of Joash should be 18, or 835 to 796 B.C. Three factors that substantiate this date are, one, the enemies named are the Phoenicians, Philistines, Egyptians, and Edomites. That's in Joel chapter 3, verse 4, and verse 19. These are early enemies of Judah. Later, opponents would have included Assyria and Babylon. Number two, the position of the book in the collection of the works of the prophets indicates that the Jews consider it considered it the oldest book addressed to Judah. Number three, there is no mention of a reigning king and an emphasis on elders and priests. That's Joel chapter 1, verse 1, verse 9, verse 13, verse 14, and Joel chapter 2, verse 16. This would be appropriate for Joash since he was crowned while still a very young boy and was under the guardianship of the high priest, Jehoiada. Or Jehoiada, uh, 2 Kings chapter 11, verses 1 through 21, and 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verses 10 through chapter 23, and verse 15. The prophecies in this book can be divided into four sections. One, a prophetic type of the day of the Lord, Joel chapter 1, verse through 120, and there's notes. Um, uh, number two, the direct prophecy of the day of the Lord itself. Number three, the prophecy of the judgment of the nations. And number four, a prophecy of the full kingdom blessing of Israel. An important theme addressed within the book of Joel is that Jehovah is the Lord of life. God was in control over the people's economic situation and their armies. He alone could grant mercy to them. That's what we're going to look at in Joel, and that's what we're going to understand tonight, is that God is ultimately in control no matter what happens. And we need to rely on Him. Chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? 
Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust has left hath the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm has left hath the caterpillar eaten. Awake, ye drunkards, and weep and howl, all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine. For it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation is come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine waste and barked my fig tree. He hath made it clean, bare, and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest, the Lord's ministers, mourn. The field is wasted. The land mourneth. For the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, howl, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field, are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament, ye priests, howl, ye ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord. Alas for the day! For the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a mighty destruction from the Almighty shall come. Is not the meat cut off before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed is rotten under their clods. The garners are laid desolate. The barns are broken down, for the corn is withered. How do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed, because they have no pasture. Yea, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. O Lord, to thee will I cry, for the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness, and the flame hath burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field cry also unto thee, for the rivers of water are dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. A great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them. And behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and a horseman so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of the mountains they shall leap. 
like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Before their face the people shall be much pained, all faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men, they shall climb the wall like men of war, and they shall march every one on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another, they shall walk every one in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and fro in the city, they shall run upon the wall, they shall climb up upon the houses, they shall enter in at the windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can abide it? Therefore also saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land, and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn, and wine, and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army, and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, with his face toward the east sea, and his hinder part toward the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up, and his ill savor shall come up, because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord our God, your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. They have cast lots for my people, and have given a boy for a harlot, and sold a girl for wine, that they might drink. Yea, and what have ye to do with me, O Tyre and Sidon, and all the coast of Philistia? Will ye render me a recompense? And if ye recompense me, swiftly and speedily will I return your recompense upon your own head. Because ye have taken my silver and my gold, and have carried into your temples my goodly pleasant things. The children also of Judah and of the children of Jerusalem have ye sold unto the Grecians, that ye might remove them far from their border. Behold, I will raise them out of the place whither ye have sold them, and will return your recompense upon your own head. And I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the children of Judah, and they shall sell them to the Sabians, to a people far off, for the Lord has spoken it. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come. Beat your plowshares into swords, and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble yourselves, and come, all ye heathen, and gather yourselves together round about. Thither calls the mighty ones to come down, O Lord. Let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion, and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people, and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall ye know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her any more. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Egypt shall be a desolation, and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness, for the violence against the children of Judah, because they have shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah shall dwell forever in Jerusalem from generation to generation. For I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. For the Lord dwelleth in Zion.
that is the uh, entire book of Joel. All three chapters of Joel. Sounding very familiar with some events that are currently happening. You know, speaking of fire and fire consuming things. Um, yeah, it says that the fire will burn and, and burn things in its way and God will send fire. Well, the first thing he sends is the locust, the palmer worm, locust, canker worm, the caterpillar. And what it appears to be is that all these four are different stages, the metamorphosis of the locust, the grasshopper, you know, the larva, the caterpillar, the grasshopper, and then it finally ends in a locust and completely consumes every green thing in its way. And that's what happens to people that disobey God's word and don't listen to him. He will take everything up. He will dry your rivers up. He will dry your grapevines up. He will dry your pastures up. Everything will be dried up. For those that take advantage of God's people, He will burn down. He will destroy. And He will set them straight. You notice he, spoke, he had spoken of people that were trafficking children. He said they were selling a boys for a harlot and selling girls for wine. That's still happening. And we see in, um, that's still happening. And we see in Lahaina, Hawaii, or Maui, that the government, the corrupt government, and right now their their arm, their wicked arm is FEMA. And they are blocking the media. They're not allowing any photographs or pictures of Lahaina to be taken. There's a total media blackout because this is a false flag. FEMA is covering up the death and destruction. Um, Nick Sortor, I think that's on Twitter, says Maui police headlock me for asking the mayor about the missing children. Mayor Bisson know, knows the answer, but he's hiding it. The mainstream media have been refusing to press the mayor on this, so residents and I started pressing him hard for the past several days. He's been demonizing and attempting to discredit me ever since. Regardless, we've been able to really blow the lid off this story. This is a cover-up. The children were burned alive. I've even heard horrific first-hand accounts from locals that found baby bones in car seats and bones of a young boy laying on top of his dog to try to protect him from the fires. 
um, the four schools in Lahaina served over 3,000 students. Only 400 have enrolled in other schools. Another 200 are doing virtual learning. Where are the children? So that means 2,400 children are missing. 2,400 children are missing out of Lahaina. Are you hearing that on the media? The mainstream? Any news? No. I haven't heard it. I keep asking people, ask people at church, ask people at work, what's the death count in Lahaina? They say 100. 2,400 children are missing. On top of that, the police officers trapped the people in Lahaina and prevented them from leaving so that when the fires were started, no matter how it was started, it was, it was deliberate. When the fire started, they burn up in the fires. The police actually blocked the roads and kept people from leaving Lahaina so that they would be consumed in the fire. On top of that, our corrupt government says they were going to offer the family $700, yet FEMA is staying in high-end hotels for $1,300 a night. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. But the day of the Lord is coming. The Lord will be jealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and you shall be satisfied, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. But notice what he says before that for the people. Go, this is uh, chapter 2 and verse 12. He's talking to the people. Now this is, you know, God speaking through his prophet. The words that Joel says are words from God's mouth. We see that in... Immediately he wanted the people to repent from their wicked ways. He says, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent, and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. 
and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? That's what we're supposed to do. Gather all the people. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent. Fast. Pray. Weep. Rend your heart and not your clothing. Gather everybody, the young and the old. Gather the elders together. And we should cry out to God, Spare your people, O Lord. Save them. And he says, And give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. This is what's happened is the heathen is trying to rule and they committed a um, treason. Well, treason doesn't sound like much now compared to what they did. They've killed thousands of people. And up to this point, it looks like they've killed thousands of kids in the fire or else they abducted them into human trafficking and then burnt the town down to make it look like they burn up in a fire. If we trust God with this and we do our part, God will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send corn, wine, oil, and you shall be satisfied with it, and I will no more make your reproach among the heathen. He even says he'll remove afar off the northern army, and will drive him into a land barren and desolate. The day of the Lord, we're not sure when it will be fulfilled but we know that it will be. There is a great controversy over the time when the prophecy was or will be fulfilled. Some people believe that the first stage of the prophecy was fulfilled at Pentecost. The verses were cited by Peter at Pentecost, and that was Acts chapter 2, verses 17-21, through 21, in response to the question from the multitude, What meaneth this? That was Acts 2.12. They claim that Peter connected the events of that day with Joel's prophecy dealing with the coming day of the Lord. Joel 2.31 However, many of the parts of this prophecy were not fulfilled in Acts. Sons and daughters did not predict, young men as a group did not see visions, and old men did not dream dreams. The passage in Acts does not even follow the grammatical formula used for the fulfillment of portions of the Old Testament. Those who believe that Pentecost was the first stage claim Peter was saying that only the first part of Joel's prophecy was being fulfilled. Others claim that none of this prophecy was fulfilled at Pentecost and that it was used by Peter as an example of how the work of the Holy Spirit may be marked by extraordinary phenomenon. His emphasis was that he was calling on the name of the Lord. Peter was merely responding to those who said, that they were drunk. The fulfillment of this prophecy or the second stage of its fulfillment will be evident in the second coming of Christ at the end of the great tribulation. The day of darkness and gloom along with wonders in the heavens will follow the opening of the sixth seal. We see that in Revelation chapter 6 verse 12. Notice that 
This is Joel chapter 2 in the great terrible day of the Lord. He says, I will show wonders in verse 30. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Some of that's happening, like all the smoke. Seems like the whole world is on fire right now. If you go to a fire tracker, you'll see that everything's burning. Greece is burning. British Columbia is burning. South Africa is burning. Uh, Spain is burning. Um, California is burning. Lahaina is burning. Other islands in Hawaii are burning. We're under attack. And you have to decide what to do in this situation. Are you going to be in the will of God? Are you going to repent and surrender to Him? Or are you going to remain in your disobedience and rebellion against God? God has warned us and has told us about the great day is coming. He's promised that Christ is returning. So we have to be right with God because we know life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time and vanishes away. And we know that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's every single person, even these FEMA agents. Their day is coming. They will be judged. This corrupt government will be judged. Their day is coming. Do not cave to the fear. Do not comply. Stand up and face the enemy. Trust God, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. As we see here in the book of Joel, we trust God. He sends locusts and it destroys the land because of his people's disobedience. But when his people get on their knees and pray and repent, God restores their land and restores their families. God will do that, and he can do that. He's done it. He, he has a track record of being gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. That's the God that I serve, and I hope it's the God that you serve. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for what you've given us. Please be with those, the um, um, those in Lahaina that lost their loved ones. Comfort them. Keep them safe. I pray that they would surrender to you and repent if they haven't and trust you and trust your word and understand that there that life comes from you and that these people wicked, terrible people that did this to their families will be judged.
one way or the other. Thank you for what you've done. Pay tribute the um, the people of the United States, the nation of the United States of America. I pray that we will get on our knees and pray, repent, turn from our wicked ways, because you promised to hear from heaven, forgive us of our sins, and heal our land. We know the day of the Lord is coming, Christ is coming, and he is returning. We know that great and terrible day is coming, but until then, we desire to serve you and follow you in everything that we do. I pray that we be sincere in that and help us to reach others for you. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.